BYU Cougar Baseball is on the air as the Batcats get ready to take the field. The Rockets want deep left field. Left fielder looks up. That is a grand slam home run. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now to get you ready for Cougar Baseball, here's Brent Norton. Welcome to Larry Miller Field. Uh, BYU Baseball is back on the radio here on BYU Radio and ESPN 960. Brent Norton bringing you the action. Had a chance to sit down with Coach Mike Littlewood a few moments ago and talk about tonight's uh, contest and the series here with the Dons of San Francisco. We'll share that with you right now. We are here with head coach Mike Littlewood uh, right before the start of this three-game series with San Francisco. Coach, coming off an 11-game road trip, I don't know about you, but the the bed felt good at home, and uh, hopefully the guys are rested and, and ready to go for this big series. Yeah, sure nice to, to be home after a long three-and-a-half weeks. Uh, guys played really well on the road, but um, we put ourselves in a situation right now where we can we do some real damage with this uh, home series and playing a really good San Francisco team. Uh, veteran team, confident team, well-coached team, so they're they're scary. Uh, talk to us a little about uh, Jordan Wood will be going for it. Ornito, one of the top pitchers in the conference. Uh, his ERA up, up a little bit uh, this year, but uh, we've seen him. We know what he can do. Well, he's he's a four-pitch mix guy, fastball slider split, uh, which is probably his best pitch. He can control that split finger, and then he uh, throws a, a fastball that's upper 80s. He's a guy that's got what we call good good tilt, good angle. So he kind of throws really from the top uh, to the bottom of the zone. So he gets good tilt on his ball. And then that makes that uh, that uh, split finger fastball look all the much better. So really need to do a good job. We talk about this a lot, of seeing the ball up in the zone, especially against the slider uh, split guy. Um, if we can make sure that we don't swing at that split down in the zone, I think that might frustrate him a little bit. But um, uh, they're they're good offensively, and of course we have Jordan Wood going. We have a lot of confidence in him. Jordan struggled a little bit, uh, mainly with his command. I think he's had five walks the last couple of outings in less than four or five innings, and so that's uh, that's something he's got to correct. Well, at LMU he didn't have fastball command, nor did he have the ability to throw a second pitch for a strike. So he kind of labored through four innings with with five walks in four innings, and um, you know he he's I'm just waiting for it to click and for him to go. Okay, this is uh, this is he's worked mechanically. Um, I think it's just now a confidence thing. Like, I, I, I've done it for so long. I, uh, I just need to make sure that I go attack hitters and be aggressive. And that's the big thing is being aggressive. Uh, but, but the number one thing for him is fastball command. He has to throw that fastball where he wants, and then he can work one of his other three pitches in. You know, your starters have been so good this year. The last couple of weeks, not quite as good, except for maybe on the weekend on Saturday. And, uh, boy, you need that going into this time of the year. Yeah, you really do. I think that the one thing, if people ask me where we need to be better going into the final stretch, it's our starting pitching, which is kind of surprising. That's what's been so good for us. And it's not that really – I mean, I pulled Sterner early on Saturday because it just – well, I don't, I don't want to say effort, but uh, he, it was the first hit he'd given up the home run, but he had walked – we score five and then he, in the third, and then they, they come back and we walk two guys, and then they hit a home run. I just didn't want to watch that anymore. Um, fortunately, we had guys in our pen who – could step up for us and get the job done. And then Easton Walker threw four. He, I don't think he was throwing bad either. It just felt like we needed a, a change. But Woody, Woody needs to step it up a little bit and, and be the guy that he's been for us for, for a few years. You know, a couple of guys last week that have stepped up for you, Matthews and Sapiti, uh, might be playing critical roles for you coming down the stretch here. And, uh, and uh, Sapiti especially has been just swinging a great bat. And, and Carson has shown his power, uh, sometimes not executing exactly the, probably the way you want, but uh, a couple of young guys that you really got to count on. Well, Carson likes to hit home runs down the left field foul <laughs> pole. That's, that's what he likes to do. But but he, I think he's slowly realizing that's not his bread and butter. His bread and butter is to hit the ball up the middle, use the middle, be able to, to execute bunts and drag bunts, push bunts. And then if they leave a pitch up the, uh, over the middle of the plate that he can jump on uh, and he's looking fastball, then that's the pitch that he, he should try to hit out. Um, but you're right, Sapiti looks really good. He, he he had comfortable at-bats, I think, the last three games, and so I, I bumped him to the five-hole. He's got some thump. I mean, he's got, he's got some he – can, he can flick his wrist and hit the ball out of here. And so um, I, I just, I'm looking for just quality at-bats out of him, not to do anything special, but just to have a really good at-bat in that five-hole. Well, it's time to put the gas on right now. Boy, your RPI is good, record's good. If you could win – you know, six of these next seven, I mean, you kind of propel yourself into the conference tournament as the number one seed, and and I'm, I think almost assure yourself as a, an NCAA bid. So a lot to play for in these last few games. It's just like we've talked about before. This year has been really strange. When you, when you factor in the RPI, 
it's just it seems like every game is a must win and every game is just anxiety filled and, and I think that's the way it it really is if we want to keep our RPI high we have to win two out of three here or sweep uh, because we, we are going to lose RPI points next week uh, simply by playing Utah um, and if and then playing Santa Clara uh, we're just we're going to lose points and hopefully if, if we can win this series here and then win the series at Santa Clara and find a way to beat Utah I think we'll stay in the 30s uh, if, and then if we make the conference tournament, I think we'll have a good shot at the or the conference championship game. I think we'll have a good shot at an at-large bid. But I never want to put my money on that. I, I just want to win the league. All right, Coach A, uh, good luck to you tonight, and uh, we'll talk to you on the postgame. All right, thanks, Brent. That was BYU baseball head coach Mike Littlewood. For lineups and the first pitch, let's rejoin Brent Norton. Right back here at uh, Larry Miller Field, along with Tuckett Slade, this is Brent Norton bringing you BYU baseball. As the Cougars and the Dons of San Francisco just about ready to do battle here. Tyler Villaromoma will lead it off. He'll be followed by Jack Winkler and then Riley Holland. They'll go against uh, Jordan Wood for the Cougars. Uh, Jordan looked at, looking to kind of get back on the on the beam here as he's had a couple of not uh, Jordan-esque type of starts. And the Cougars really need him to step up. First pitch over for call strike one. And it's been his command these last two or three weeks. Yeah, I mean, last week, uh, two weeks ago against Washington, we thought he had it going because he had a good start. And then last week again against LMU, the command was an issue. But uh, he's won a lot of big games for us. And There's a shot past Clough at shortstop, base hit. Boy, ball hit very hard. Clough did a nice job to get his glove on it, but it uh, bounced into left field for a single. So Villa Ramona will uh, lead it off with a single, and that will bring up uh, Jack Winkler, the shortstop. Yeah, maybe later in the night. Jack might have had a better reflexes there just because with that sun the way it is, it's hard to see it right off the bat for the third baseman, shortstop, and left fielder. So Villa Roman at first. Uh, Winkler, the shortstop, steps in. Winkler, a uh, sophomore at Littleton, Colorado, 3-0-9 average with five home runs. This team's got good pop. And the first pitch is a little bit low, ball one. 36 home runs for the Dons, and... Uh, if you take into account where they play their home games, that's uh, that's quite a feat. Of course, they've got cleanup hitters got 17 yeah, of those. So uh, Jonathan Allen, yeah. he is having a year. Here's the one ball pitch from uh, Jordan Wood. No quick throw to first, and uh, back in safely is uh, Villaroman. He has 18 stolen bases in 19 attempts. As this uh, San Francisco team will run. Cougars in the midst of a uh, start of a three-game homestand, their final three here in Provo. So if you haven't seen the Cougars or want to see them a little more, this is the weekend to get out. There's a ball thrown wildly by Wood up the right field line, and the runner moves up to second base. That'll be an error on Jordan Wood, and a runner now in scoring position. Yeah, it's not what you want to do early. Don't want to throw a ball away there, but it just sailed up the line. Boy, and not even. Had, he had no yeah, chance. Yeah, it was about six feet off. Yeah. He had no chance. So the Dons with a runner at uh, second base. We talk about the critical nature of this for the Cougars. I'll tell you, it's more critical for the Dons. 14 and 10. This is their last three games in the conference. And, uh, boy, they've got to win two of three to even have a chance. Or maybe one might possibly get them in. But I think they need two to uh even possibly get them into the tournament. Yeah, they're playing for their life this weekend, and so it's a scary team to play, and it's going to be a great matchup. 2-0 the count to Winkler with uh, Riley Holland on deck. And here is Wood from the stretch. Here's the 2-0 pitch. Ball grounded down, uh, picked up by Sue, and then bobbled by Sue, came off of his glove. I think you've got to go air there on Brian Sue is in his glove and then just kind of popped out. So the Cougars, boy, terrible start here. First game of this series, an error on the pitcher, an error on the third baseman. It was a tough play, but a play that normally Sue is able to make. Yeah, and this is where Jordan Wood has to find a way to minimize this inning. They're sitting there, sitting up here with a great situation to put some runs across early and find a way right here to get out of this, minimize it. This is a team that the Cougars have had a lot of success with. They've won the last four series against the Dons over the last four years. As uh, they hold a 17-13 advantage over San Francisco all time in baseball. San Francisco comes in 27 wins, 22 losses, 14-10 in the conference. 
Cougars 15 and 6. They've got six games left in the conference. Uh, next weekend, they're at Santa Clara. Ball swinging a miss by Helen for strike one. Well, you would think this would be a bunt situation to get the guys over for Allen on deck. But then at the same time, if you leave first base open for Allen, you can pitch to him a little differently. So maybe they're just trying to play a hand here and not put that in an open situation for an intentional walk. Well, Giartano, the head coach, okay, we're in Provo, we're at elevation. Let's not play small ball early. You know, let's, let's try to score a bunch here early, especially with the number three hitter in the lineup up there. Here is the 0-1 ball fouled straight back. And the count now 0-1-2 on Helland. He's a, as I mentioned, out of Camarillo, California. Four home runs and 29 RBIs. The big guy up next, Jonathan Allen. He's a senior. He's a JC transfer second year at San Francisco. A 269 average, but 17 home runs, 54 RBIs for Allen. Pitch just off the plate. Kellen Levy is behind the plate tonight. Matthew Hermisa was at uh, first base. Bill Barnes at second. Brandon Vandermeide is the third base umpire. Partly cloudy day here in Provo. Threatening a lot of the day, but uh, looks like the threat's mostly gone away, and we should have a good night for baseball weather-wise. One of the first we've had all year. Supposed to get better as the week progresses. And here is the one-two pitch from that's ball hit, hit out toward uh, second baseman. He comes up, throws to second for one as uh, Carson Matthews makes a good play, gets the runner at second on the force. Runners now at the corners, one man out, and Holland will or uh, Allen will come in. Yeah, it wasn't hit very hard, and so Carson had to make that decision and uh, made the right one. Barely got the runner at second to keep that force to where the double play is still in order. But uh, good play right there. When he started to throw to second, I thought, uh-oh, yeah. no, maybe yeah. maybe you ought to take the short one at yeah. first. But he got him by about a half a step. One man down, and the big uh, left-handed hitting Jonathan Allen steps in. 269 average. He has 53 strikeouts this year. But as uh, we've mentioned, the 17 home runs, nine doubles, a triple. Slugging percentage of uh, 610 as he steps in with runners at the corners. And the first pitch, good curveball, slider on the inside corner for a strike. You know, that's the thing about power guys, Brent, is they're usually big strikeout guys. And he's got 53 strikeouts on the year. So he's a guy who will swing and miss. Owen won the count as uh, Wood from the stretch. Again, looks in. Here's the pitch. Ball hit right back to Wood. Could be two on to second for one. The return to first. The Cougars get out of it with a big 1-6-3 double play despite two errors here in the first inning. So the Dons do not score a run in the inning. And the Cougars coming to bat here in the bottom of the first on your new skin, BYU Radio Network. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and Brent Norton. All right, we'll come back to the ballpark. Cougars, two big errors in the top of the first, but a big double play to end the inning with runners at the corners. And one man out, and uh, Jordan Wood got it started. Ball hit right back to him. He made a good throw to Clough, and then it was all over after that as Clough uh, fired a nice throw to first base to turn two. Yeah, really good job of getting out of that uh, that jam. Fantastic job by Wood. Riley Ornito, one of the top pitchers in the conference on the hill for San Francisco. Six wins, five losses, 2.55 earned run average for Ornito. As he's kind of the workhorse of this staff, uh, this will be his 13th start, gone 74 innings, 64 hits, only 32 runs, only 21 of those runs earned. 37 walks, 69 uh, strikeouts. And opponents hitting 231 off of him as uh, Brian Sue steps in. Brian's average is now dipped to 323 as he uh, really struggled that last road trip in the first pitch outside ball one. Yeah, he just caught some bad bounces last week. He hit some balls hard, just couldn't find a break to find a hole at all. And uh, like you said, it 
but one for like 17 on the trip or something like that. Brock Hill, the leading hitter now for the Cougars, hitting 341. Pitch to Sue is down low for a ball. As Coach Lubwood said, uh, Ornito a big kid, and he's got that that nice tilt to his ball, throws up on top, and tough pitch to hit up, and he throws a splitter. You don't see that too often yeah, in college really baseball. Don't. Here's the 2-0. Fastball up high, ball three. Well, he does have 37 walks on the year in that 60, uh, 74 innings pitch, and, and uh, he's hit nine batters, so he can be wild at times. 3-0, and Ornito. Bring number 18. That pitch is on the inside corner for a strike. Ornito is a junior out of Mountain View, California, St. Francis High School, 6'4". 185-pounder. San Francisco kind of in the black jersey with the gold uh, numbers and letters. Cougars in the navy blue with white pants as we start the ball game here in Provo on a great weather evening for baseball and a big series for both these teams. Cougars, of course, looking to get into that top four, and they've pretty much assured themselves with a couple of wins over these last six. But, boy, they'd like to end it in style. Be the number one seed. There's a little looper center fielder coming hard, and he's going to get there and make the catch. Villaroma makes the catch for our number one. Yeah, he's a plus defender out there in center. Can cover a lot of ground. Made that uh, little looping line drive look easy. Noah Hill steps in, the catcher. Noah, 322 average as he steps in. No home runs and 14 RBIs. Noah Hill wearing number two on the back of that jersey. As Ornito, his first pitch to Hill. Ball hit right up the middle, and that is going to be get through for a base hit. One out single by Hill. Ball not hit hard, but Winkler, the shortstop, was so far over in the six hole, he had no chance to get there. A little one-out single there. Gets Brock Hill an opportunity. You know, Noah... This is finally the last four games he started to kind of feel like himself again, the way he's swinging the bat. Maybe he came back a little too early. I mean, he's a competitor. He wanted to be back, but uh, he seems to finally be normal after that little accident he had. Brock Hale steps in. Nice article in the Desert News about uh, Noah today, if you get a chance to pick that up. And that uh, terrible injury that he uh, had up in Seattle against Washington a couple of weeks ago. Pitches. Uh, down low, ball one. Cougars coming off an 11-game road trip. A very successful trip, especially in the conference games. Well, I guess those are the ones won that, five of six. Those are the ones that matter the most, right? One and all the count. And here is the pitch, and that's up high. You know, the Cougars uh, seem just hyper-focused when they get into conference play. But yeah. Boy, these... The, the midweek games have been the tough things for BYU to be ready. They they probably played their least efficient baseball on those midweek games by far this year. Yeah, it's one of those kind of weird things that, you know, you haven't seen too often. But uh, I guess if you're going to win and be focused, it's going to be on the conference games, and that matters most. 2-0 pitch, and that ball's hammered up the middle. Base hit. Two consecutive hits off of Ornito. And Hill moves up to second base, and that will bring uh, Jackson Clough up to the plate, left-handed hitter. Clough, a 327 hitter as he steps in for BYU. Cougars trying to go on top early. Usually when they go on top early in a ball game, it's, it's lights out as they have been very good front runner this year. I think Tuesday was the only time that we've scored first and then led first that we've lost all year. First pitch to Clough is uh, down a little bit low, ball one. Clough had a good day on Tuesday. Kind of got going again, had a couple of doubles. Congratulations to uh, Jackson Clough. He was uh, na- named to the all academic all-district eight team today. Business major, his GPA right now 3.85. That's awesome. And also one of the top players on this Cougar team. Ball Clough fouls that one off. 
ball and a strike. So this guy's going to have all sorts of opportunities. Uh, yeah, well, unfortunately, in the baseball world or the business world. Unfortunately, the the business world's going to have to wait a little bit because the season <laughs> that he's having, uh, there's a good chance that he's going to be playing at the next level next year and have a chance to do that for a while. Clough, an outstanding shortstop. And he steps in there with a chance to give the Cougars a lead here early. And here is the uh, 1-1 pitch. Clough hammers one down the right field line. That's in. Extra bases. Here comes Hill. He'll score. Brock Hale will hold a third base. And the Cougars lead 1-0 on three consecutive hits. Clough picks up his 49th RBI of the year to lead BYU. Yeah, and just hooked it down the line over the first baseman's head, a little out in front of that changeup. I'm not sure if it was a changeup or a splitter. Actually looked like a splitter there on the replay. But staying on that pitch down the line, if it would have got to the wall, Brock would have been able to score, but the right fielder did a good job of cutting that off, and here we are. Ryan Sapiti now steps in. Ryan, the freshman out of Las Vegas, he's dh and He's only had 18 at-bats this year. But he has been lighting it up here these last three or four games. Average at 333 now for Sapita. Had a great game against San Diego State, four for five. First pitch to Ryan is up a little bit high. Ball one also had a couple of crucial hits in game three against LMU, including one off the top of that blue monster down there, about 36 feet up on a 37-foot wall. I think it put a pretty good dent in that wall. Yes, it did. If that ball was hit here, it would be over the scoreboard into the Mary Center parking lot. 1-0 the count. The Dons have brought their infield in. And Sapiti fouls this one off. Brent, you should have seen the show Sapiti was putting on today in BP. My goodness. He hit a couple balls dead center that went to the top of the trees. It was unbelievable. Now he a big, strong kid. Yes, he you is. Can see, six foot two ten. Now, now he just needs to find a way to get a ball to the outfield here and score a run. A ball and a strike. Cougars have put one on the board. Here's the pitch. Ernito. That ball's ripped down the left field line. Extra bases. Two-run score. And Sapiti in with a double. And the Cougars lead this one 3 to nothing on four consecutive hits. Yeah, great at bat right there. Line drive past the third baseman. Two RBIs. The young kid, that was a changeup right there. Stayed on it. You know, the one thing about facing Sapiti right now, there's not a lot of scouting reports. That's 19 at-bats on the year now. It's hard to see, you know, how to get this kid out. And so far, so good. Great at-bat by Sapiti. He has 19 at-bats on the year, and now he's got seven hits. He's got three RBIs. And Mitch McIntyre now steps in. McIntyre, the left fielder, 299 average. Five home runs and 28 RBIs. It's funny, Sapiti's been, you know, pretty much languishing on the bench the whole year, working hard, keeping a good attitude. All you got to do is look at his body to see yeah. how hard he's working in the, working out. For sure. He's hardest kid, hardest working kid in the weight room, and, you know, he just puts his head down, and, and he never complains, and you love guys like that. Here's the first pitch. That ball's hammered into right field. Base hit, Sapiti around third base. He's going to score five straight hits by the Cougars. And they lead four to nothing here in the first inning. And Ornito really struggling on the hill. Looks like most of his pitches are up. And I'm they telling are, you, yeah. As a head coach in a first game of a three-game series, this is absolutely the worst thing that can happen. Especially when you're you're fighting for your life. Like you said, they have to win a minimum of at least one game, if not two, to get into the conference tournament. And they only have three games to go. So they're they're playing on edge as is. And uh, you hate to see your starter give up four in the first off five straight hits. You know, and the problem is, is it's kind of out of your hands. It is, After yeah. this weekend, you're done playing WAC, yep. WCC foes, so you're home cheering for whoever's going to potentially get you in. But they've got to win at least one, I think probably two. I agree. To get in. One gives them a shot, an outside yeah. shot, but uh, but two gives them a, a better shot, right, just because of the way that it all works out of who's playing who to finish. Right now, BYU 15-6 and six in the conference. Gonzaga's 16-8. and eight. And then there's three teams with 10 losses, Loyola, Marymount, San Francisco, and Pepperdine all with 10. Then St. Mary's comes in uh, 12 and 9, and those are really the only teams left that I think have a shot. San Diego could get to 15. Cougars this uh, year are 8-0 when leading after the first inning. Well, they'll for sure be leading after the first inning after this start. 
And they've all just been really good swings. They've been off all different pitches, fastballs, sliders, change-ups. Kringlin steps in now, first baseman for BYU. There goes the runner, and Kringlin pops it up. Center fielder going back. Uh, Villaroma, he'll get there and make the catch, and McIntyre running on the pitch will have to get back to first base. I'm not sure if he was trying to steal a base. Well, it was a hit and run is what that was. was. Keaton's, Keaton's kind of proved he had a big hit and run on Tuesday that he's really good at that. And uh, just got that ball a little elevated. Two men out. Carson Matthews steps in. Carson, again, another late season replacement at second base. Has been pretty good for the Cougars. Had a big three-run home run down in the LMU series to give him a 5-0 lead. And the first pitch is up a little bit high, ball one. Well, he was kind of a product of Jackson Clough being moved to short, which kind of hurt him a little bit. When Jackson took over short, the team really started going. He played a ton of games early in the year, but uh, starting to swing the bat again real well, and that could be a big help for us down the stretch. Here's the 1-0 pitch. Ball looked like it was might have been up a little bit. I was joking with Coach Littlewood. I said, you know, this kid has proven he's got power, but I said fundamentally execution, you know, like to see him bunt hit the ball in the middle a little bit more, and he goes, yeah, he likes that uh, three-run home run down the left field line. Yeah, exactly. A little guy that likes to be a power guy. Hit one deep over the wall at San Diego State, but was foul. Pitches up. Uh, McIntyre is going to steal a base right here. For Mitz, that is uh, stolen base number seven on the year. Hasn't been thrown out yet. And the Cougars, that's their 40th steal in 48 attempts. So BYU four runs on five hits here in the bottom of the first. Ornito, who has always been, last couple of years, one of the top pitchers. The Cougars have jumped all over him here early. And San Francisco, nobody in the pen. As Coach Giortano just trying to get through this first. Here's the 2-1 pitch, and that ball's hit. That ball is into left field. And McIntyre, they're going to hold at third base. Mitch kind of had to wait to make sure the ball got through. If he had started when the ball was hit, he would have scored, but uh, probably not a bad idea, even with two men out. Yeah, it's hard because if you if you keep going there and he catches that, he can tag you, and so you don't want to run into a tag at third. And Decent read there, but uh, the left fielder came in real, real hard to make that play to cut that off to where he couldn't score from second. Well, the Cougars have hit around as Jelic now steps in. Trying to add to their 4 nothing lead. Danny hitting an even 300 on the year with nine RBIs. And here is Ornito's first pitch. And that ball hits mm. Jelich, came in and hit him. Danny Jelich is the leader on this team in being hit by pitches. And there's uh, another one. I'm just looking it up right now. That's his uh, 12th time that he's been hit. And Brian Sewell step back in. And second time up for Brian in the inning. Cougars have hit around here in the first. Well, you got a chance to really blow this game apart here in the first if, if Sue can uh, gap a ball with, with Jelich's speed at first. You have the best speed on your team out there right now. Brian Sue flew out to center field to start the game off, and then the the wheels came off for Ornito as uh, five consecutive hits. And the Cougars have put four on the board. They have six hits in the inning. And Brian Sue steps to the plate. Here's Ornito's first pitch. That ball's hammered. Third baseman knocks it down, comes up with it, and steps on the bag for the out. So the Cougars are retired in the inning. Four runs, six hits, no errors, and three runners left on. We are through one complete Cougars four, San Francisco nothing on your new skin BYU radio network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Brent Norton. Robert Emery steps in. First pitch Emery sees. He blasts one over the right field wall. Emery's fourth home run of the year, RBI number 35. And boy, opposite way, opposite field power there by Robert Emery. And he hits one and gets San Francisco on the board. Four to one now the score. That ball was laced right center. I thought 
Brock would have a chance to get there. And when I saw Brock kind of turn and look, it's like, oh, wow, that's really going to get out of here. So a run in for the Dons, and uh, Jovetic steps in. This kid, remember this kid from Missoula, Montana, with two hopper down to Kringlin. He's got it and will step on the bag. We were joking last year. I remember down at Benedetti uh, Diamond. Uh, how do you get it from Missoula, Montana, to yeah. downtown San Francisco? What a uh, what a sh- what a culture shock. Yeah. So one man out. A home run and a ground out on the first two pitches of the inning here in the second. And Kyle Nell, freshman at Tigard, Oregon, steps, and he's a redshirt freshman. And the first pitch is over for a call strike. Nell hitting 116 on the year. Nell, this is only his 43rd plate appearance. He's only his 14th start of the year, and that pitch is down low. Four ball. He's got five hits. Three of those five hits are doubles and has a couple of RBIs. Cougars play three against San Francisco, then next four away up in Salt Lake next Tuesday, and then on to Santa Clara for the final three. And then on, uh, in all probability, on to the conference tournament and uh, beyond. Here's the 2-1 pitch. Swing and a miss, 2-2. Two and two. Thomas McCarthy, the catcher, is on deck. Good crowd, uh, still plenty of good seats here, but, boy, nice night for baseball. Come on down and enjoy BYU baseball. Cougars ranked 25th in the nation, RPI right around 30. Pitch is a little bit low, ball three. These three games are very important to the Cougars, not only for the conference stats, but also for the RPI because next week, if you win four, your RPI is probably going to go down yeah, you're gonna, or, or up, I guess. Yeah, it's going to get worse. It's going to get gonna worse. Do. Yeah. Playing at Utah. That ball hit pretty well. Jell, it's going back, and Danny's going to get there and make the catch for the out. Get ball hit well. That one by Nell. Yeah, the Utah game actually won't hurt as bad just because their RPI is like the 130s. But uh, Santa Clara, at Santa Clara, if you even if you beat them, you lose points, and you lose a lot of points. But if you lose to them, it kills you, absolutely kills you. So two men out. And uh, McCarthy steps in. He's at a Burlingame, California, 286 average. And the first pitch over for a strike. McCarthy, 5'10", 195-pounder, sophomore. Yeah, Santa Clara has, uh, there were big expectations for Santa Clara this year, and they just have not been able to put it together. Another pitch, another strike. Currently on the bottom of the conference, four wins, 17 losses. They're 11 and 35 overall. Portland again, the shocking team to me, five and 16, but they still have a winning record. They're 23 and 22, so they were really, really good. Had the best record in the conference going into conference play, and then they came into Provo. Uh, BYU swept them out, scored them by like 30 runs, and it's just been downhill from there. Yeah, they, I mean, they came in, and, I, and we were fearful of their offense, yeah. fearful of that offense because they were killing it. They were in the top in the nation in like four or five categories coming in. It just haven't been the same since. Here's the 1-2 pitch. That's outside for a ball. I bl- believe uh, Portland plays. Uh, well, I know uh, St. Mary's has to go to Pepperdine. At the, yeah, uh, that's that's at next the, weekend. Next week, yeah. Next weekend. And then Santa Gonzaga. I think. They have a bye this week. Yes. The Zags go to uh, LMU next week. That's right. So that's a huge one yeah. there as well. For both. I mean, both both teams all, not not, must, not necessarily must win. Well, must win for LMU, maybe not for Gonzaga. Gonzaga already uh, with uh, 16 wins in the conference. I think they're pretty much assured unless something just crazy happens. Well, if, if LMU sweeps them and they only finish with 16 wins. But I think I think they would get in. You, It'd be top four, I believe. They'd have a shot, yeah. Here's a ball hit up the middle. Jackson Clough, shortstop over's got it. Rockets one to first for the out. And the Dons are retired here in the inning. They got one run on one hit. No errors and nobody left. We're through an inning and a half. Cougars four. San Francisco one on your new skin, BYU Radio Network. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The second inning, Noah Hill will step in. Noah, one for one of the day, got the rally started with a single up the middle. And then five hits later, the Cougars have put four on the board, a couple of extra base hits by uh, Clough and Sapiti. 
And Ornito uh, trying to do a little better here in the second. First pitch outside, ball one. Hopefully it's not one of those games where, at the end of the day, we're upset that we didn't score six or seven in that inning with the chances that we had. Ornito, 24 pitches in that first inning. And the 1-0 pitch is way outside for ball two. Which, considering he batted around the lineup, that's actually not so bad. That just shows that the Cougs were aggressive early in the count. Noah Hill, the senior, he'll be honored here on Saturday along with eight others. Cougars playing their final home game here in Provo. Noah pops it up. Second baseman going out in shallow right will make the play. That is uh, Kyle Nell for out number one. And that will bring uh, Brock Hale to the plate. Brock singled his first time up, also up the middle. Brock leading the Cougars right now with a 345 average as he steps in. Leads them with eight home runs. And second on the team with 33 RBIs. And the first pitch to Hale, curveball over for a strike. At one time I thought Hale might be able to catch Clough, but Clough now with 49 RBIs. He's, uh, I think he's uncatchable at this point. Jackson having a tremendous year. Well, if he does catch him, that means he had a fantastic couple well, of weeks. Well, if he catches him, yeah. then uh, the Cougars are not going to lose a ball game, yeah. I don't think. Ain't that the Sw- truth. Swing and a miss. 0-2. Maybe we ought to uh, let's, let's, let's root for that. that. Let's hope for that, yeah. Don't tell Clough. Yeah, exactly. Little curveball off speed that uh, Brock was ahead of. And here is the 0-2. Clough hits this one foul down the third baseline. Uh, Coach Littlewood tries to field that. And I thought he was old enough to know better than to do that. That'll break your that'll break your finger in a hurry. Yeah, he's he's still got that athletic body yeah. and that mindset. Trying to make every play. Usually gets out of the way of them if they're hit a little bit harder. <laughs> Here's the 0-2 to Clough or to uh, Brock Hale. popped up. Right fielder going back. Uh, Jovetich, he is there and makes the catch for out number two. Quickly two down for the Cougars, and Jackson Clough will step in. He doubled down the right field line his first time up and knocked in a run. This is Ornito looking like his old self in this inning. You could tell he wasn't comfortable with any of his pitches. He was just leaving them over the middle in that first inning, and he's been able to execute so far in this second inning. Two men out as Clough steps in. And here is Ornito's first pitch. That's well outside for a ball. Clough, uh, leader in several offensive categories for the Cougars, including RBIs, stolen bases, and one of the better defensive players on this squad also. It's worth just coming to watch him throw from short to first. Uh, Worth the price of admission here in the ballpark. I think that's worth the price of admission, and watching Jelich run is also worth the price of admission. I agree. 2-0 the count to Clough, left-handed hitter out of Meridian, Idaho. Return missionary that came back and, boy, just didn't skip a beat. Had a tremendous sophomore year, and uh, he is draft eligible this year, as we were talking about earlier. And and I'd have to admit that I I think it's going to be shocking if he's back next year, the kind of year he's put together. Yeah, he won't be here next year. We'll just go ahead and say that's (laughs) going to happen. All right, you said it. I said it. Three balls, no strikes. Clough takes that one inside ball four, so a two-out base on balls. And that will bring Sapiti to the plate. You know, Brent, the most impressive thing for, for me is that Clough came back from his mission better. Right? He was a defensive player, you know, not so offensive as a freshman. Him and Daniel Schneeman were sharing time. And not too often do guys come back in that first year and make such a huge impact. He's just come back better than he was. Well, you never know with missions. Uh, some some come back and they surprise you, and some come back and it's just the opposite. It takes them a year to get back. But uh, Clough, uh, there he goes on a steal. That pitch is down low, and Clough is going to end up with 11th, his 11th stolen base of the year. Yeah, and you're right about that. You don't know how they're going to come back. If you take a couple of examples, so Clough comes back better. Easton Walker came back better, right? And then you had Justin Sterner, who it took him a year. 
it took him a while to get that back. And now look at the years he's having. So it's one of those deals where every player is a little bit different in the way their body reacts. One ball, no strikes to Sapiti with a runner in scoring position. Ornito pretty slow to the plate, so Coach Littlewood kind of the green lighter out there on the base pass here early. And here's the pitch to Sapiti, and that is down low for ball two. Well, another RBI chance for Sapiti here, 2-0 count. If he gets a good pitch to hit here. Show you how many bats Sapiti, uh, 18 at bats, 19 at bats now. His average went from 333 to 368 with that one hit. <laughs> That's yeah, it'll drop a lot and go up a lot <laughs> in the first about 40 at bats. That ball hammered, shortstop boy. Nice uh, short hop, makes the play and throws Ryan out. Again, Ryan just had a bullet out there. And uh, give Winkler credit to stay in front of that ball and make the play for the out. Cougars are retired in the inning. On, uh, with no runs, we are through two complete now. 4-1, Cougars leading the uh, Dons on your new skin, BYU Radio Network. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and Brent Norton. Number nine hitter, Ricky Urata steps in. First pitch down low for a ball. Urata hitting an even 200 on the year. Pretty much their everyday third baseman. He's got a hundred and... 25 at-bats this year. There's a pitch that's over for a strike. As you're out of 125 at-bats, 25 hits. Does not have an extra base hit this year. Does have seven RBIs. And here's the 1-1. The ball grounded foul down the first base side. Yeah, just kind of a slap contact lefty that likes to run. This team, 47 steals, 68 attempts. As Giortano, the head coach, always seems like has a team that can run. Nico Giortano was 27th year for the Dons. Pitches outside ball two. He had a son, Nico Giortano, who was a shortstop, what, three, four, five years ago. Yeah, he was a uh, well, player. For sure, for sure, his senior year was three years ago. Two balls and two strikes. And here is Jordan Woods' pitch. Boy, there's a changeup. Uh, Jackson Clough almost made the play, went deep into the behind second base and just about got him. Yeah, if he wasn't a left-handed hitter, he'd have been out there. That just one step. Good play by Clough. So a runner at first base, top of the order. Villaroman steps in. He singled his first time up. Cougars double play depth in the infield with nobody uh, nobody out here in the third inning. San Francisco now with three base hits in the ball game. And Jordan Wood with the first pitch fouled off for strike one. Lights on here in the ballpark. Partly cloudy day. No real problem with the sun right now. There's enough clouds that uh, Mitch McIntyre out there, Jackson Clough, and uh, Brian Sue all thankful for that as this can be a pretty tough sun field early in games. Not quite as tough as uh, last week at uh, LMU as that thing lasted about uh, five or six innings. Pitches over for a strike, 0-2. Cougars 31 and 13 on the year. And they have seven games left. Six conference games and then a non-conference game against Utah up in Salt Lake City on Tuesday night. That game will start at 6 o'clock. Their one game uh, scheduled here in Provo against Utah was washed out and weren't able to make it up. There's a fly ball right at Jelich in center. He'll make the play for out number two. Yeah, Wood got, number one. Wood got away with a mis- mistake right there, an 0-2 breaking ball that stayed in the middle. Jelich there for the first out. One man out, Jack Winkler. He was on by way of an error his first time up. Hit a ball down to Sue at third base, who uh, couldn't make the play. Winkler at Littleton, Colorado, a sophomore. 
That good power, five home runs on the year. Benedetti Diamond in San Francisco, the the one and only ballpark that you'll ever see like it in the world. It was uh, right in the campus there in downtown San Francisco, so it looks like a a golf driving range. It's got netting all the way in, around the entire ballpark, trying to keep the ball in inside the ballpark. There are balls that get out, but not a whole lot. Swing and a miss, good off speed. Well, the crazy thing, Brent, was my very first time there was seeing right field how there's a line across the the, the, the net. net that if you About hit it forty feet yeah, up, if you hit it over the line, then it's a home run because it's so hard to hit it over the net for a home run, and it was and it's so short that if you hit the net, it would be a kind of a cheap home run. Kind of crazy. Hate to be an umpire making yeah. that call. Yeah, no kidding. No balls and a strike. There goes the runner. Ball fouled off. Hit and run as uh, Urata, who's got four stolen bases on the year, was moving. We were talking, the coaching staff, both of us, uh, during BP today about how, you know, we both have new fields. They have their gorgeous turf field. We have ours. And they said, we used to call it the Benedetti Demons, the bad hops we'd get. And we said, well, we'd just call them Cougar Hops, you know, that <laughs> would, would bounce and hit you in the shoulder. He said there was one year that they had every infielder got a broken nose one time in the year because of the bad hops on that old field. This is crazy. 0-2 the count. And the pitch is hit pretty well. Center field. Back goes Jelich. He's going to get under it and make the catch. Four out number two. Again, a ball hit well. This one by Winkler. Two men out. And Riley Helland will come up. Yeah, they kind of transformed the field. They moved home plate. I mean, it used to be just crazy down there uh, where it was. It was down in another corner of the section of the field. It was down in the right field corner. And um, they moved it down into the what was the left field corner. And, uh, you know, when you're in inner city and you have a baseball field, uh, you got to do things like that. Yeah, you do. That's and they wouldn't, happened. they wouldn't let them put lights up because for the city code. Two men out. Helen, the left-hander, steps in, and the first pitch is over for a strike. The great thing about there is the uh, from home plate to the to the backstop is probably ten or twelve feet, and the press box is right there, kind of one uh, floor, well three three feet under the surface of the ballpark. So literally, you are about ten feet away from home plate broadcasting, but you're literally kind of looking through. The umpire's legs, I mean, literally. Yeah, I remember last year <laughs> when we were trying to decide if it was a ball or strike, you can't see anything other than when the ball gets put in play. But you're right. It's a cool setup. It, it is. Uh, you know, I I hated it the first time I went there, but I've really learned to to like the place. It's just so unique. I like that you feel like you're part of the game because you're that close. Yeah, you're you can right hear on. everything. 1-1 one, one pitch. As Jordan Wood with two men out, runner at first base, just misses outside. A couple of years ago, I don't think you were with me. Uh, umpire literally turned around and looked at me when I questioned <laughs> a ball strike call because he's easily within, yeah, uh, you know, listening to uh, the, to the broadcast. Well, it's a good thing I wasn't with you because I'm the yeah, guy you're, that's you're a, the guy that I'm the critical off. one. Yeah, that's me. Here's a two-one from Wood. Helen grounds this one foul down the first base side. I actually had a random fan that was here yesterday to come check out the field. They were like, oh, yeah, we listened to all your games. And are, are you the guy on the radio that always complains about the umpires? And I'm like, yeah, that's me. Maybe I should uh, keep that one in check a little bit. You need to back off a yeah, little. Yeah, it looks like it. I'm going to be trying to be nice for, for our last seven games here. That's the goal. Two balls, two strikes, two outs, one man on. Cougars leading 4-1 to one as we play the top of the third inning here, Larry Miller Field. Yeah, we are at Larry Miller Field. It's the first in about three and a half weeks. Cougars a little road-weary. Ball fouled off. Uh, you know, that San Diego State game, Cougars just, the effort was there, but, boy, they just didn't have it. I mean, they made a lot of mental errors, base running errors, and and uh, a long trip from L.A. on the bus, long trip back, uh, just having finished that. I mean, certainly no excuses, but, boy, just not one of the better uh, efforts by the Cougars this year. Yeah, it's definitely a day that you just like to forget about. This wasn't a good day, and you just got beat. You know, that's just one of those days. Two balls, two strikes. 
Here's Woods' pitch. Runner going, pitches up high, throw down, and he is safe. Jackson Clough a short hop that uh, throw from Noah Hill, and Uradi slid in safely for his fifth stolen base of the year. And that will bring Riley Helen back up with a 3-2 count, two men out. Cougars with a three-run lead. As they scored four in the first. Helen swings and misses, and Wood gets the strikeout, his first one of the ball game, and retires the Dons. No runs, one hit, no errors. One man left. We're through two and a half, 4-1 Cougars over the Dons on your New Skin BYU radio network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Brent Norton. Mitch McIntyre leads it off. He'll be followed by uh, Kringle and then Matthews as we go to the bottom of the third. There's a bunt down the third baseline. Great bunt. Catcher out with it and no chance to get uh, McIntyre. Boy, a tremendous bunt about uh, 20 feet out right down the line. And McIntyre with a good lead, uh, the good legs, able to beat it out. And now he's two for two in the ballgame. Oh, that was a great bunt. I mean, no man's land there. The only chance they had was the catcher, and he still had no chance. Kringlin now steps in. He flew to center his first time up. Keaton hitting 248 as he steps in, has a home run. That came last week at LMU. In that game, he had a home run in the triple his first two times up. So he was half his way to a, a cycle, I told him, and the, the, the tough half. Yeah, he got the hard part. The hard part. Quick throw to first, and uh, McIntyre back in safely. Mitch uh, on the year with uh, seven stolen bases now. Cougars two in this ball game. They've uh, they have a high of three this year. And uh, McIntyre good lead. Here's the first pitch to Kringlin, and that's inside ball one. San Francisco's. Th- Put a couple of guys out in the pen now. It looks like a couple of pitchers and a catcher. As Ornito now up to 40 pitches here as he starts the third inning. Keaton, the senior out of Cedar City. Again, he'll be uh, honored here on Saturday afternoon. The final game of this series. And there's the... Kringlin bunting the ball down the first base side. Second baseman gets to the back Ooh. just in time. Yes, he did. To make the play. First baseman had to field the ball. Second baseman got over in time to make the play. One man out. Good job by Kringlin and move that runner up. And Carson Matthews steps in. He singled his first time up. Not too often you see Keaton try to Pushed the ball, but uh, did a nice job. Yeah, perfect bunt. Just well executed by uh, the second baseman getting there just in time. Matthews now will step in. And here's the first pitch to Carson. That ball's squirted out in front of the plate, but fouled down the first baseline. Matthews, a 265 hitter coming in. Two home runs, 15 RBIs on the year for the freshman, Carson Matthews. And he'll be a, a fixture in this lineup over the next couple of years. Not sure exactly. Second base, shortstop. Uh, could probably even play a little bit of third base. Matthews with a good arm. Excellent defensive player and uh, also a good hitter. You'll see him mature as a hitter as the He moves through his career. Here's the 0-1. That pitch is inside for a ball. Carson Matthews, 83 at-bats this year. This is his 24th start of the year. Started, what, probably the first, uh, what, 10 or 12 games at shortstop, and then the Cougars made the move to Clough, and then the Cougars just took off. I mean, they were having a good year up to that point, but uh, just ignited things. And it seems like every guy... Coach Littlewood puts in, steps up, and, and really contributes right away. Pitch is over for call strike two. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we talked about it last week. What, two of three guys in their first college hit were home runs this year in kind of some fun yeah. situations? Well, Sapiti is a prime example. Kid only had eight at-bats, and he gets the start, I think, in game two. 
at LMU last last Friday. And he just continues to hit the ball hard as Matthews swings and misses, goes down on a curveball. Two men out. And Jelilich comes in. He was hit by a pitch his first time up. Yeah, that was that splitter right there that just uh, dropped out of the zone. Two men out, and Ornito with a runner at second base, and Jelilich coming up. Ornito now up to 45 pitches. And Jelich hammers one fair down the line. That's extra bases. And watch Danny run. That's at least a double. A run scores. Jelich thinking about three, but uh, stops at second base with a double, and the Cougars lead 5-1. to one. Boy, it looked like that ball went right over the top of the bag. Yeah, it did. Perfect placement right there by Jelich. And his bat's starting to get going, and I think you called it. A couple weeks ago, Brent, you said if he gets going, this offense is going to take to the next step, and he's done that. No doubt. What he brings to the lineup defensively, you know, he could hit 100, and I think he'd yeah. be in my lineup. Uh, yeah. Right now he's hitting a little over 300, and he's just an, he's an, a weapon. And so far, anyway, he's much better at the back end of that lineup where he, I just don't think he feels quite as much pressure. Yeah, I agree. Two men out. And that will bring the top of the order, Brian Sue, who is 0 for 2 tonight. Yeah, and Jelich, I think three or four of his last five or six hits have been infield hits that didn't even leave the infield because the speed matters. And that's how much of a game changer he is. And one of them was for an RBI in a big situation. Jelich now with an eight-game hitting streak. As the Cougars tack on one here in the third and looking to add more as Sue fouls a pitch off 0-1. Sue really needs a hit right here to kind of get back going. I think one for 17 in his yeah. last 18 at-bats. His average has dropped all the way down to 320. He was, he's been the leading hitter average-wise the entire year. Well, I think Clough was early, but Sue for the last probably six weeks has been the guy on top of that he batting has. average. I think B- he, got, he got all the way up like 380. BYU number one in the conference in batting average. And there's a ball hit down toward third. That's foul, 0-2. Number two in the conference in pitching with a team ERA of 3.51. As BYU having an outstanding year, they were picked six by the coaches in the preseason poll, and that just shows you that the coaches, uh, I was going to say don't know anything, but they don't know much. As the Cougars have really... Uh, dominated the league so far here. Here's the 0-2 to Sue, and that's up high for a ball. Clough leads the conference in uh, runs scored with 28 coming into the ball game. Also second in the league in RBIs. And the pitch is a ball, two and two. Brian, five for his last 35. And you know what? Last year he got a little tired, I think. Yeah. But this year his swings are good. He's hitting the ball hard. But like you said, he's just not finding the whole he lot of holes. can't quite find the hole. His swing looks really good. Two balls, two strikes to Brian Sue. Cougar leadoff hitter with Jelilich at uh, second base. And here's Ornito's pitch, and that ball's hammered mm. just foul down Man. the third baseline. Again, hard, but about four feet foul. Just can't quite find a break right now. It's just funny how baseball is because he had, uh, you know, five or six cheap hits early in the season where, you know, he had a six, a six hopper that rolled through the six hole and, you know, a couple of flares to right field that landed. And, and you start hitting balls hard, and look what happens. You know, you just never know. Two balls, two strikes. Well, invariably, up and down your lineup, you're going to have some guys on streaks, hot or cold. Right now, Brian just in one of those situations where he's just having a hard time getting a base hit. The great thing about Brian, though, is you never know because he's so even keel. He's just the same guy every single day. 
kind of a cool thing because of senior day this weekend. His dad is in Miller Park for the first time in five years. He's never been to a game here for five years, and uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, he comes to the Bay Area where he lives all the time to every game, but first time he's been to a home game in five years. That's kind of cool. Two balls, two strikes. Two men out, runner at second base. Cougars have put one across, and Sue takes that one over for a call strike three. So Brian takes that curveball. Cougars one run on two hits, no errors. One man left. We're through three complete now. 5-1 BYU leading San Francisco on your new skin BYU radio network. 